0: Good evening everyone, this is Tuesday, July 30th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 704 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, right here at home, This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchaw back on the line here with you, as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we, we bring you our wrestling news abuse here segment, which we brought to you tonight by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, back in the saddle again. Of course, after a two-day, two-day uh, flip-flop with the computer, but he finally overtook the the, the uh, he over, finally overtook the the uh, the, com, the computer uh, uh, hitch, and uh, he's finally got it all ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, from King Icy Iceman, of course, JD Jared D. Girolamo. JD is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And I'll say more about Raw Radio here in just a little while. <clears throat> on the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have the. <sighs> of course, John is the, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. And also another member of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on Talkshoe.com, and also of course join us here tonight our 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. He is a he is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, and of course if you think of his nickname. Other nickname, folks, you got to think about that 60s sitcom Happy Days, where of course one of the one of the central characters does a little something. I do believe just like this. It he went, hey. Gentlemen, Fonzie is now on the line here as well. And we welcome everyone here before we get underway. We welcome JD, John, and Fonzie to what should be a, one, uh, a, a prime choice explosive and, uh, and almost finger licking good dynamic, episode 704 of Revolution. Gentlemen, good evening.
2: Yep, good evening, guys.
0: Good to be back. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, JD is finally off. Uh, finally, of course, off. His his computer uh, situation is finally off the disabled list, as they say in sports genre, and he is back up to active. As I always say, so so it's good to have JD. So so thank you very much, there, gentlemen. Good to have you back. And and uh, and JD, I like the way you said that. It's better. It's better than what Heather Warp said in *Poltergeist*. He's yeah.
2: here. Okay. There. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, of course, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to the Latino World Order, LWOUS Latino Dynasty. If you care to join us for our live video feed from LWOUS tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash LWOUS Dynasty. <clears throat> and if you care to join us through talkshoe.com of course, phone number as always is 1-605-562- 0444 uh, 138055 pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we haven't talked about here this evening, which will include in addition to of course our news and views of history and birthdays for the matter, Uh of course, as you know, of course it was kind of a, a topsy-turvy thing on Monday Night Raw by night and we're and our guys are going to give their their die hard, one hundred percent point blank honest opinions about it. And of course, some of them may not be that pretty. But, of course, you know, when we're talking about WWE here lately, nothing has been too pretty coming from them. So, we'll be hearing a whole lot from them here coming up here tonight. Plus, also some wrestling extras and other stuff coming your way here tonight here as well. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get it underway here as we now turn things over for our wrestling news same segment, of course, to one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King. Ice, once again, back in the news news chair here. Is the Iceman Jared D. Durano. JD? What is going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening?
1: Daniel Dashwood, better known to you all as Emma, is Impact Wrestling bound. Impact announced Monday night that Dashwood, who has worked in WWE as Emma and Ring of Honor, has signed a deal with the company. She will make her in-ring debut for the company in two weeks at the Impact tapings in Mexico City on the 15th and 16th hour. Dashwood, of course, has been out of action since last fall due to a shoulder surgery and just recently returned to the ring for Black Label Pro. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, mind you, however, uh, WWE is changing their main event For Smackdown yet again Originally earlier today It was supposed to be Big E and Xavier Woods Versus Drew McIntyre and Elias However, and then changed into a new day um, A match against the OC However, the show was rewritten this afternoon For the second time in the day, however, and as a result, however, it will now be Kofi Kingston taking on AJ Styles one-on-one tonight in the main event in Memphis. In addition to that, Jerry the King Waller will be returning to his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, and having the Kings Corps welcoming the seven-time Women's Champion, Trish Stratus. Speaking of Trish, Trish announced tonight was challenged by Charlotte Queen Flair, are, for a match at SummerSlam in Toronto a week from Sunday, and the match has now been accepted. In addition to that, two more matches have been added to the card, including... Including, believe it or not, Sami Zayn versus the Dutch Destroyer Alistair Black, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, and also, believe it or not, however, there will also be an announcement tonight involving Roman Reigns, who he will challenge, believe it or not. However, uh, let's see some other news. Oh yes, Mojo Rawley is in the news. Blair last night during the commercial break at, on Raw in Little Rock, how he kind of promo to educate the universe, however, about being. Uh, triple Threat and the True Meaning of NBA. Rawls said he thought about having a match in Little Rocker, but ultimately decided, however, against it. In fact, we'll play a soundbite of that clip right now, what he said during the commercial break.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mojo Raw. No, I thought about having a match tonight, but, uh, here, why? Mojo Riley, I'm what you call a triple threat. Former NFL star, currently have one of the greatest win-loss percentages in all of WWE, and I earned my MBA when I was just 21 years old. Y'all even know what an MBA is? Uh, do you even know how to spell MBA? <laughs> Didn't think so. Which is why I'm done with y'all. So tonight, MBA stands for Mojo. Boarding an airplane.
1: So you can definitely say Mojo Raw was a little smug and arrogant last night, let's just say, in Little Rock, however, if you will. Meanwhile, in addition to that, however, the Raw viewership took a big hit last night, however, if you will, however, and we'll tell you why, however, right now. The viewership, one week after the reunion, took a major nosedive, however, and as a result averaged 2.32 million viewers, down from the 3.1 the week before. Hour 1 scored 2.407, Hour 2 did 2.32, and the third hour did 2.23, if you will, however. Speaking of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, believe it or not, we can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, we have an update on AEW, and you guys want to hold on to your seats for this one, ladies and gentlemen. The first match, however, on the AEW debut show is official. It will be Cody Rhodes taking on Sammy Guevara, believe it or not, in the first match on the AEW debut show in Washington, D.C. in October, as it was announced earlier today. Meanwhile, however, big show, however mind you, however, has scored a major Netflix series, however, at WWE Studios. He will be appearing in a half-hour multi-cam comedy, however, starting production, however, next week, however, mind you. The cast will also include Alison Munn, Juliet Donenfeld, however, and Lily Brooks O. Brandt, however. It is simply going to call The Big Show Show, if you will. Recently, however, he had a WWE Network special, however, to talk about his health issues, in which he had his hip redone however, earlier this year. So, good news to hear from the big show that he will be returning to a television, only this time, however, not in a wrestling role whatsoever, but in a comedy TV show role. Meanwhile, tonight on 205 Live, however, Brian Kendrick and Kira Tazar will take on the Singh brothers, Sunil and Samir, while Drake Maverick, fresh after his... Disappointed loss last night will take on the former 24-7 champion whose wife won the 24-7 belt last night, the miracle man himself, Mike Kanellis. Meanwhile, trading deadline, however, for the Major League Baseball, however, will be tomorrow, however, and we will let you know tomorrow (sighs) which team or teams will be shipping out players and who will be acquiring them. And finally, however, due to our friends at KIAIT Channel 8 in Memphis, Tennessee, and I do want to thank Chad for pointing this out, ladies and gentlemen. Pro wrestling legend Jerry the King Lawler has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Hardiman County, Tennessee, over the death of his son, Brian Christopher Lawler, better known to all as Grandmaster Sexay. The lawsuit has cited numerous failures of the county and its employees that resulted in the wrongful death of his son. Brian, of course, died a year ago today, however, at the age of 46, after he was found hung in his jail cell.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. J.D. Is, ladies and gentlemen, my... Ma- My apologies. There apparently I had, uh, and looks like maybe, and looks like for some odd reason I had a little bit of difficulty here with my uh, uh, internet here. Kind of lost it here temporarily. Uh, um, Yes, um, and of course we've been trying to. I've been trying to reestablish our live video feed, and hopefully we can get it back up here momentarily. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was, um, that, that, that story right there, ladies and gentlemen, really took, uh, uh, that, re- that really, easy there, easy there, fine. um, oh, okay. Bye. But, but, uh, but that right there really kind of took, took the, uh, uh, really, really kind of took, took, took everyone here by surprise here, um, yeah, the, <laughs> um, let me, let me go ahead and bring you the full thing here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is this was kind of a uh, uh, – yes, and, of course, this is coming out of TMZ, so I don't know – I mean, some people will say, you know, TMZ, yeah, kind of iffy. But let me go ahead and bring you the story right here. According to TMZ Sports, WB Hall of Famer, SJD says, Mary G. is suing a local Tennessee sheriff for $3 million over the death of his son, former WWF wrestler uh, Brian Christopher, also known as Grandmaster Sex of course, one year ago today. Below is what TMZ Sports is reporting. Uh, Jerry says he personally met with the sheriff while Brian was still in custody, that explaining that his son needed help for several issues, including drug and alcohol treatment. Or says he was promised Brian would get proper treatment for his issues, which is why Jerry decided not to put a man to bail him out. Waller feels betrayed saying the sheriff ultimately failed to provide Brian with any treatment. During an interview with ABC 24 Memphis last year, Jared Lawler revealed the conversation he had with his late son, Brian Christopher Lawler, prior to Brian's death. Lawler noted that the stories told by the sheriff and the eyewitnesses don't match at all, and they are confused. Below is what Lawler said, and here this is is from Jared Lawler himself. It seems like a nightmare that we can't wake up from. It seems like every day something new comes up. We hear something from someone who has either, who was either an eyewitness to the incidents that happened the day that Brian died, or people who have heard stories about just different things that went on in the jail. Even as recently as two days ago, someone in the jail was still using Brian's identity and was caught for identity theft. At 10:30 that morning, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. I received a phone call from Brian. A collect call that's monitored and recorded, and it's timed. 15 minutes is all you can talk at a time. That morning, though, he talked perfectly rational, perfectly normal. He just went on on a little bit. Well, a little bit that we had a meeting a couple weeks ago, and Brian just went out, went on about how none of the stuff that the sheriff promised would take place had taken place, and he just talked about the bad conditions there in the jail. We got cut off mid-sentence after 15 minutes; and we didn't have to hear anything until 2:30 in the afternoon. My fiancee Lauren got a call from someone. Actually, I spoke with this sheriff, and he and Brian had been involved in an altercation with another inmate. There was a fight. The sheriff's actual words were. Brian was acting a fool and picking up someone he shouldn't a fight with. Christopher got a laceration over his eye and they stitched him up and he was fine. Of course, we heard later on, and you know, then I witnessed that to, to that fight that, that it went nothing like what said. And a few hours later, I got another call in Brawley from the deputy sheriff saying Mr. Lawler. I had some bad news. Your son Brian has hung himself in the jail. So it was just from talking to Brian early today and hearing about this in the afternoon. And then all the way to the fact that, that he was gone that evening, and it just doesn't add up. So many of the eyewitnesses who have spoken to us have gotten in touch with us. The stories just don't just don't jive. For those of you who are wondering how the stories from the sheriff and the eyewitness don't match, of course, here's a there's a, a story from WBFOschool.com. Uh, of course, uh, a previous report they had regarding case right here There's a photo of Brian Christopher's neck had been released and it's looking like he didn't hang himself, as originally noted. Brian's father, Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler, has been saying from the get-go that he doesn't believe his son committed suicide. Of course, and looking looking at the photo of Brian's neck, I mean, it it did look a little bit roughed up here, though. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that. Just as, just looked at his neck and look at his hand, you see the lines on his neck all the way around. To hear and what would be the length of your hand as he was trying to keep the pressure off, he received literally countless calls, text messages from people, actual eyewitnesses that were in the jail and saw things that happened on the actual day that Brian died. That now has opened up a new can of worms that doesn't seem like it was be suicide. Below is what Jerry's Jerry Lawler, Ted Hanson, Hansom, H A N S O M said. I think the pictures indicate something other than someone hanging himself with a shoelace. During an episode of Dinner with the King podcast, all of revealed the following information. Since our last podcast, we got a ton of information and a ton of contact and people reaching out about information about what really happened. I know everything that was reported said Brian committed suicide by hanging himself. Now, since that time, at least I'm certain in a lot of people's minds and certainly in mine, we have serious doubts if that actually happened. Right now, we're not at liberty to discuss it. Some of the things we're not at liberty to discuss. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations conducted their own investigation to what happened. It's still an ongoing investigation at this time. Once they finish, they will report to the Attorney General in Hardeman County. Unfortunately, that's the same place that the jail and the sheriff, and to me, it all seems like a network. You know, that's what we've been hearing goes on in Hardeman County. It's just been very frustrating. The sad thing is nothing is going to bring Brian back. Nobody who saw Brian as last few moved is talking to us. Everybody who was in the jail with Brian that day, 12, one of the guys who took me, Mr. Waller, I got $92 for my name, but if I had nine million, I would better bet, would bet I would. Did, didn't hang himself. These aren't any people who have anything to gain by talking to us. As a matter of fact, a lot of them are scared and are worried about their own safety after talking to us and telling us some of the things that went on in jail that day. It's really frustrating to hear these things, but we're just really trying to find out what happened to Brian. Once we see the results of that investigation, then we might have to launch an investigation of our own. This is it not about a lawsuit or trying to sue the jail or sue the sheriff or sue the county or anything? It's not about that at all. It's just, that find out, it's just about finding out what really happened here. They said that he was hanged by shoelaces, and there are a couple of pictures of Brian's neck where it's almost the, the bruising what, what would be a shoelace, apparently, and it goes around and it stops at the front of his neck. The bruising stops at what would be the distance of his hand. When you look at a picture of his hand or his bruise, it looks like the side of his neck going along the inside of Brian's hand. It may look like he had his hand trying to pull something off of his neck that may have been choking him. Those pictures are consistent with somebody hanging himself. So there's just a lot of stuff that we've talked about a little, but there's still a lot of stuff we can't talk about right now. There's even questions about the surveillance cameras at the jail. This is a fairly new jail with supposed upgrades. Some of the inmates said that cameras are everywhere and one of the inmates said you, you can walk over in the pod and, and start to pick up a piece of paper and a voice would come over the intercom. They don't pick up that piece of paper. It's like they were being watched at every step they made inside that jail. So if that's the case, then why haven't they come forward with video of what took place? We have also heard this is a rumor we have, that, we have, that we have to substantiate that 20 of their surveillance cameras were inoperable. There's a lot of things we have to find out from the jail and the correction officers. Every inmate's movement should be tracked all day long. So we're just going to keep searching until we find out. So, folks, there, there you have
1: it right there. I mean, it's a little graphic. That's to say, people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. It is. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it is, it is um, Very. It, it is a little graphic indeed. Uh, the heartbreak kid Fonzie. I don't know if he had to step away. I don't know what happened, but uh, but hopefully he'll be back on here in just a few moments. Uh, but, J.D., thank you very much sir, for your serve for us, of course, our attention. Of course, J.D., along with Keen W.O. Duarte Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the W W S Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, uh-huh. they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, super glue and duct tape—you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. I'll uh, we'll hopefully try to get get Fonzie back on the line here. I'm not sure what happened, but we'll try to get him back on the line here shortly. <clears throat> uh, John has our wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight. Uh, for uh, tonight, July the 30th. Let's see what, and as he says that the history is not that much here tonight, folks. So, there's, so we may be breezing right through this. Uh, so here we go right here. 34 years ago today, we'll put it at 1985 at a championship wrestling taping in Poughkeepsie, New York. Miss Elizabeth, or of course Elizabeth Hewlett, makes her WWF debut. For weeks prior to her debut, many managers courted the services of Randy Savage, who debuted for the company about two months prior as wrestling's hottest free agent. Managers such as Luscious Johnny V, who JD knows pretty well. Uh, Mr. Yes, Fujin, I went
1: to high school with him. I just... A very, very unique guy. All you need to know about Johnny Valiant, however, he had the blonde hair and, of course, the cigar, and, of course, he teamed up with his storyline brother, Gentleman, uh, uh, gorgeous Jimmy Valiant, however, the boogie-boogie man from Company B, of course, Baron O'Neill's Charlie Brown, the man from out of town. was also managed by the great Captain Louis Albano the old Worldwide Wrestling Federation in the mid-'70s, however, from 75 through 78 or 79, if I'm not mistaken, before he took on guys like Greg Valentine, Brutus Beefcake, and
0: uh, many other wrestlers, however, in his table. Indeed. Mr. Fuji, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Harden, and Freddie Blassie all pitched their services, of course, to Randy Savage. On an interesting side note, Missy Hyatt almost got the managerial role, but Savage would veto it by suggesting his wife. Miss Elizabeth continued to manage Savage for, for most of the next seven years, then again briefly when she joined WCW. 18 years ago today, put it at 2001 on Raw from Philadelphia. Booker T defeated Kurt Angle in a no DQ match to regain the WCW World Heavyweight Title. This will be Booker T's final WCW World Title and his last of any world title, his last world title of any kind until 2006. On the undercard, X-Pac defeated Billy Kidman to win the WCW Cruiserweight Title and retain the WWF Light Heavyweight Title. The win began Sean Waltman's second run as cruiserweight champion. The first came back in 1997 when he was sixth in WCW. Seven years ago today, put it at 2012 on Raw. The show began as a began a major hitch as part of the Raw set Catch Inspire. Just as fans were filing into the arena in Cincinnati, Ohio, there was no injuries. And and of course, one birthday, the big time birthday to report here. Today is a happy 72nd birthday to a movie actor. Former governor of California, and also made an appearance on SmackDown in 1999, and also inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015. I am talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Terminator.
1: It is not a toma
0: We want the pump. You are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I a kind of low-key histories and birthdays. here tonight. So that's all he's got tonight. Uh, John, thank you very much there, sir, and for the history and birthdays. And J.D., thank you very much for the news and views here for tonight. Uh, and, of course, speak, And before I go into the plug, I've got to go ahead and get this taken care of. Of course, spreading this out to both J.D. and John here, who is a big part, of course, of our Monday afternoon tradition, ladies and gentlemen, on Raw Radio. Of course, uh, also, i got to give kudos to the Ralph Stank, and Neil Patel, and the Hardware Ted Monty. As well for being on for being a part of the show as well, uh, excellent, terrific episode 200 yesterday. Of course, uh, WWUS continues to hit milestones each and every each and every time. Of course, here just recently with hitting number 700 for this show, Revolution, and now hitting 200 for Raw Radio. Uh, we keep on striving and thriving each and every time here, folks. Uh, and of course, like I said, Raw Radio, of course, the third installment of the radio network, of course, behind Revolution Wolfpack, but uh, but of course, like I said, JD Gerard, JD John, and a lot a bunch of folks over the last several years have turned it into a big time juggernaut, oh, right okay, t- juggernaut. Of course, taking uh, JD has <clears> turned into a big time juggernaut, of um, course, over the last several years. So we do think. So we do think. I do thank JD, and I do thank John. Of course, like I said, Fonzie and Neil being part of this. Of course, uh, JD's uncle Tony was on yesterday. Got to hear from him, and also a bunch of other folks who have been part of Raw Radio over the years. Of course, like we said, King and WO. Of course, the Black Widow, Sheldon and Dodds. Also, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, and a bunch of other folks here, uh, including a lot of great guests that, that uh, of course, that we've had, uh, had as part of our wide array of shows here over the years. Uh, we thank you very much here, of course, for being a big top part of it. Of course, for our radio. I say continues to strive and thrive. And of course, this team will let you know. Episode 201 will take place, of course, this coming Monday <clears throat> from 3 to 5, of course, right here on Talk Caller ID 138744 pounds. So there you go for a quick plug for that. Uh, let's bring in this number one more time 1 562 0444. Caller ID 138055 pounds. This is episode 704 of WWUS Revolution uh, for uh, Tuesday, July 30th, 2019. mister WWUS, Chad Hinshaw the Iceman, Jared D. Duolamo, and Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you. We also did have the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here I'm with back. us here. Um, I'm hoping Fonzie will be back on. Uh, um, I have not heard. We have not heard anything. I'm hoping something's... I hope nothing's happened. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to. Uh, we'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to hear. From, well, we can uh, tell
1: you there was no uh, Kabuki. There was no Kari Sane and Oscar taking on the team of uh, Mandy and Sonya tonight. However, taking on the iconics or the iconics taking on Mandy and Sonya. Roman did not make his announcement, I believe, tonight. However, we did not get Daniel Bryan's announcement tonight. However, mind you, however, like I said, however. We had Dolph defeat Finn Howard, Finn, return to action tonight. Ali defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, however. And like I said, however, like I said, however, and like I said, like I said. And that's about it. So far, we've only had five matches tonight. So no, uh, like I said, Roman's big announcement tonight for SummerSlam. I guess we're going to save them until Monday in Pittsburgh, maybe, possibly, or next Tuesday in Detroit. Uh, like I said, we have nothing of the tag team women's division, however, huh? and Kofi's looking. Oh, and Kofi almost beat AJ here in the main event here in in uh, Memphis. But yeah, we've only had five matches tonight, five.
0: Thank you very, thank you very much, JD. Let's go ahead and while we hopefully get get fond, get the Heartbreak Kid back on the air here, because we love to hear what his take was on Raw. Let's go ahead and get John's take on here as well. He's got a few things to say here. Um, and, uh, and uh, in the meantime here, let's see what John has to say. Of course, John says, moving on to Raw, says this show was a joke. Of course, Maria winning the 24-7 title. Uh, trash. The gauntlet match was good with Ricochet winning as expected. But what Andre did to Rey Mysterio was disrespectful by ripping his mask off. John said he had some indie wrestlers in his podcast talk about that last night, believe it or not. They shared the same statement with me. With with, with him, with with him, and I'm saying that's going over the line with what Andrade did. There's no call to do do that to one of the best wrestlers that has had has worn that mask for years in wrestling. Whether he was unmasked or masked, is disrespectful and distasteful to what Andrade did. Andrade, don't get me wrong, is don't get John wrong is a good wrestler, but he went over the line. In John's honest opinion, Uh, I would agree with you there, John. Absolutely. Speaking of going over the line, of course, let's talk about Brock Lesnar beating down Seth Rollins. There's absolutely no honor for what Brock did to Seth Rollins, but Seth was fighting for the honor of Shawn Michaels, because of what Dolph Ziggler did on SmackDown last week, and said he was trying to protect that honor, but Brock, along with Dolph, both spat on that honor. Brock will do anything, and John May anything, destroy anyone so he can get out of a match. Does anyone, of course, remember what happened when he did to Zach Gowen in 2003? That beating was... That was 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 compared to what happened to what happened last night. Well, that's that's true too, John. John says here. Let's see what else here. Founder Anderson got the, got the titles. So the brawl is going to be taken on by the original club. So move over Roman and Seth. There's a new shield now apparently. And John hopes that Vince does not bury that clip like he did in 2016. And now let's go to the Samoan Summit. After the Brock, Seth Fiasco, that triggered a riot between Roman Reigns, Samocho, Drew McIntyre, The Usos, The Club, and Cedric Alexander. And boy, did all you know what break loose there. Luckily, the, the cops from Little Rock were were not there, but but what a brawl to end brawl, to say the least. But still, brawl was good last week. This week, they returned to their old ways. And this is... And hope he beat
1: AJ. Wow. That's a big upset there, non-title, but... Kofi pulls off the upset there you go. against Thanks. AJ and the club, despite the odds of uh, the OC of Gallows and Anderson, the new tag champs, are Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Roman's coming up. Hold on.
0: Okay, well, I was going to finish with John Wilson. You go to Roman's go on into. his
1: way to the ring now. We're going to find out here in a second what his announcement's going to be.
0: And John said this is his raw review. So Vince, was the Raw entertaining for you? No. Why? Because you bury more and more stars over and over again. And John says, don't let let him mention all these superstars' names that you bury because uh, because Vince. Oh wait, here he is now. The
1: ladder went down on him.
0: Oh, CM. How do you think CM Punk, John Morrison, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Alberto Del Rio, the Rhodes family, Jack Swagger, right back, Wade Barrett. Damian Sandow, AJ Lee, Sasha Banks, Emma, Evan Bourne, Ty Dillinger, Luke Harper, and all the rest of the guys and girls that you have screwed over. Felt about your out of touch campaign? No, they didn't. They all left the company. You want to know why? Because you were demanding, abusive, controlling, etc. All to mention a few. And you can do the same old crap to others like Braun Strowman, KO, Bailey, Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, Cesaro, Sheamus, Rey Mysterio, Andre. Seeing almost Lashley, Samoa Joe, the War Raiders, Alistair Black, and others. Not to mention, given Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Lies, to shame and Shane McMahon their own spots. And speaking of Corbin, while John was saying this, where the heck was Corbin again? I don't think anybody would really care about where Corbin is, to be honest with you. But it's going to be the same, going to the same formula of watching the WWE network and rewriting the storyline with a different touch, similar to the Attitude Era. Of course, WCCW 87, w- C- C- 87- 88, WCW 99, C- 99- 2001. Your booking team won't do anything about it because Vince. Now you're not only out of touch, your booking team is out of touch. Well, October 2nd, 2019. Today is coming, Vince. There are 64 days remaining because AEW is going to be on TV and show you what a real wrestling show you'll have. You'll have. You'll have while you're doing SmackDown <clears throat> in, in 67 days. On Friday, of course, in 67 days. So 64 days, means you better come up with something. You better hope that same delivers because we you know TakeOver will will, uh, will will definitely deliver. And John says, as much as he hates to say this, Trench versus Charlotte is a dream match that he would like to see. You're going to see it, John. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely see that here indeed. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we are still trying to find out what's going on here. Uh, we're going to try to see what we can, we're going to try to see if we can try to get Fonzie back on, but, uh, I'm hoping, like I said, that something, that something did not, something big, big did not happen here. um, because he was on one minute and the next minute he just simply disappeared. Uh, I'm not sure why, but, uh, in the meantime, before I get to yours, JD, there's a story I got to read. Of course, came through an app for my local TV session down here. Uh, I'm sure you probably read about this here. The Pentagon has identified two United States soldiers that was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, the Pentagon has announced the names of two U.S. soldiers who were killed in Afghanistan on Monday. The Defense Department says 20-year-old, uh, <clears throat> let's see, Private First Class Brandon J. Kresher of Stryker, Ohio, and 24-year-old Specialist Michael Isaiah Nance of Chicago died as a result of wounds sustained in a combat-related incidents in Tyronkowit in southern Afghanistan. Pentagon spokesperson Jessica R. Maxwell said the incident is under investigation. Both soldiers were assigned to the Army's 82nd Airborne Division based in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. U.S. officials said Monday that an Afghan soldier had shot and killed two American service members in Afghanistan. The officials spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak on the record about details they have not yet, they have, they have not yet been made public. So, ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts and prayers once continue to go. To, of course as we continue to show mounds and mounds of respect to of course all the men and women who are fighting indeed uh, to, to keep the keep they keep us free to keep us safe and of course tonight with this with this development that came out here what happened yesterday our thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the families of these two two brave warriors indeed so raise your glass Jake. yes. So while we try to continue to get the heartbreak hit, let on. Uh, <coughs> uh, let me see here if JD is is primed and ready to go here. Uh, ready. cut Off go. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The Ice Man, D. of course, is not afraid to <coughs> to bring to uh, the to, 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 to express how he feels about what goes on with Raw smack down and all of our pay per views. And of course this big WCWS radio network exclusive. And of course, if you thought Captain America's Shield can, can can deliver some power, JD's words is going to deliver twice the twice the amount of that power if you will. So ladies and gentlemen, here is the Iceman Jared D. Geramo, with of course the raw version tonight of the WCWS Icebreaker.
1: Where to begin? Oh, where to begin? shall we say. With literally two plus weeks until Summer Scam, as I'm calling it, not Summer Slam, but Summer Scam Hour, you thought after last week's Retro Raw, it would be back in the high life again, to use an old Steve Linwood song. And things would be on fire again, to quote Alicia Keys' song. But alas, Alas, can we say it, dare we say it, to quote Vince McMahon's theme song over the years, there was no chance, no chance in hell that happened here last night in Ann's neck of the woods of Arkansas, specifically North Little Rock at the Verizon Arena. And oh, how did we begin this show this week, you ask? Let's tell you how we began. With once again the stupid Benny Hill, Riley Coyote, Roadrunner Chase—that is known as the 24/7—and it began, of course, with everyone's favorite rap star, R. Sox, and the Jersey Shore hoe bag herself, the blonde little bimbo that she is, however. The conniving little clown that she is are the total, absolutely catastrophe that is Carmella taking on none other than the potato face total damaging and let's just say stunts that is Drake Maverick and his wife Renee Michelle in a mosh pit mix tag team match. Mosh pit, you say. And what was the stakes in this? Oh, yeah. Whoever got the pin would be the new 24 7 champion. Our Truth, of course, ends up winning, however, with his little manager, girlfriend, sidekick, if you will, in less than two minutes. Or about two minutes. Just, yeah, about two minutes. But then we see. A dog pile, and basically everyone rushed the ring, however, to pack on our truth like firewood or logs, basically at a big bonfire. And afterwards, we see someone come out of there with the new championship. Who turns it out to be? But yes, the so-called miracle. And there has been no miracles whatsoever since he got to WWE, even though his life outside the ring has been... ...somewhat improved however, with his addiction. And yes, I'm talking about the one and only Mike bennett Canellis, But of course, who shows up, however, minds you, however, to berate him... ...but his red-headed little witch of a wife or bitch of a wife, whatever I'm going to call her... ...the somewhat moronic... ...the somewhat... ...absolutely, um... ...what's another good word to describe her? Oh yeah... Totally, uh, besides being moronic, the absolutely, um, somewhat, uh, what's a good M word to describe, Maria? Hmm, let me think. Uh, let me look at my... The, oh yeah, the somewhat Mark... Morbid? Or, actually, no, the meaningful Maria. The meaningless Maria. And what Morbid. happens? Oh yeah, Maria tells her husband, however, that if she does not, he does not answer the door, even though she's pounding on the door, however that he would kick him in the vagina. Gee, I wonder if Vince McMahon and everyone's fair bucktooth little beaver boy how our Kevin Dickbag Dunn got his jollies off on that by making that joke inserted into a PG rated family show. Great move, guys. SMART Speaking of SMART, let's talk about the next match the Fatal Five way. The Master of the 619 versus the Swiss Superman, or the guy who basically is sleeping right now and continues to be sleeping at all ends because they are absolutely doing shit with him in Cesaro, versus the one and only... Uh, really, let's just say... What's a good R-word to describe Ricochet? Oh, yes. Rockin Rick, the Rocket Ricochet, who's exploding like none other, versus the little slimebag Sammy Zane, or should I say the little let's just say, little uh, shithead Sammy Zane, versus the somewhat action-packed Azea Cien Almas, with, of course, Mrs. Alistair Black in tow, the very vivacious, the very charismatic, let's just say very sexy and good-looking, even though at times I have my reservations about her, the wonderful, beautiful Selena Vega. And yes, call me old-fashioned, and you might hate me, because I like Selena Faye, but I do like her, and she is very talented. She plays a good manager role, and I love Andrea Seannol. And it continues to be getting a little bit better here and there. What happens first? Oh, yes. Cesaro gets eliminated early on by Ray Jr. Then Sammy comes down and decides to run his mouth, but what happened, Sammy? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you little shithead. You got buried inside of 35 seconds and got pinned by the master of the 619. As Ray basically tossed your sorry ass to the back, how and basically said, choke on that while you're at it, our slap nuts. And like I said, as far as Ray Mysterio pinning Cesaro, it was a good opener. I mean, if those two did pretty well, I was a little surprised that Cesaro did not pick up the win and moved on. But hopefully, as I said earlier, they, not, they do not continue to crap all over Cesaro like they have been. Because they are absolutely crapping over him, Again, and again, and again. And dare I say it again? Oh yeah, I'll say it one more time. Again. Even though it was a good match, Cesaro put up a good fight, however, But once again, the Swiss Superman, however, fell asleep, however, late, however, when it counted the most and just when it looked like he was ready to come through with a win, he couldn't come through with the big decision. But then, of course, as I said about Mr. Insane, you already heard what I had to say about that. So there you go. Then! We see, of course, Zendaya seeing almost, however, and the vivacious, the very sexy, the very beautiful, the very somewhat black spider poison that is none other than Selena Vega, the venomous Selena Vega. I should say. I should start calling it. In fact, I am going to start calling her that. Selena the venomous Vega. And let's just say she tried to sink a little bit of her uh, venom. Into uh, this match. And she pretty much did. And helping her somewhat, let's just say, action packed, or not action packed, I need another good word to describe Andrea. Give me a minute, I'm going to find a word, huh? The somewhat very, uh, what's a good word to describe Andrea here? I'm trying to think, huh? the ver- The very, Need a positive word, not a negative word. And you guys might think positive negative about him, but I don't. Um, the, very, the very able Andrea Sinomis. No, is that good? Is that good? No, I don't know. But anyway, long story short, Andrea eliminates Rey Mysterio, however, after Selena tries to find a way, however, to stick her nose where it doesn't belong. However, As once again, we saw, like I said, the venomous and the very, somewhat very... Uh, Uh, the the unique Selena Vega and Andrea came out to face Ray Jr. One thing I do have a little bit of a complaint about Andrea, however, is that he is basically trying to mock Eddie Guerrero in performing the Three Amigos suplexes. Now, I don't know if Andrea got permission directly from Vicky Guerrero specifically to let him use those moves from Eddie or not, whether she gave Eddie she gave him permission to use Eddie's moves or not. If she did tell I'm a little surprised. If she didn't tell her, I'm surprised she hasn't said anything about this, how considering he's been using this for quite some time. But of course, what happens afterward? Oh yeah. Andrea decides to channel channel in his inner Eddie, if you will, by shredding and I mean literally shredding Ray's mask to pieces. So now it looks like we might maybe see a match, possibly at some time with those two in some capacity, maybe with Ray's mask on the line. So once again, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. We're going back to 1997, Halloween Havoc all over again, and having Andrea play the role of Eddie Guerrero and Ray playing himself, however, in possibly a mask versus type of mask match, mask possibly versus some type of stipulation, however, match at SummerSlam, maybe, possibly with these two. However, the last person to come out was the rocket fired, and let's just say really fire really uh, explosive ricochet. Yes, folks. However, I know I talk about ricochet a lot, and yes, folks. how I have like, I know everyone's gonna say, "Oh, J.D.," "How you?" You really think ricochet is good? Yes, I will say that. Let me just say this, however. Ricochet, however, has shown more potential on this roster in the last six months than anyone else, including Seth Rollins, including Roman Reigns, including AJ Styles, hell, including Boyne Bland, none other than uh, TGI's Friday's vest-wearing, Cockstain, Clown Shoes himself, Boyne Bland, bald-headed, bitch-boy Baron Corbin. As a result, Ricochet picks up the win and ends up defeating, however, Mr. Andreas Cienolmes and the lovely, vivacious Selena Vega, however, in the end, and punches his ticket and now we will get a chance to face once again AJ Styles in Toronto in less than two weeks at Summer Scam. Hopefully this time, Ricochet, however, will not have to deal with AJ's brothers, if you will, or his sidekicks of you, which I'll talk about here in just a minute. Nevertheless, this was a good match, and this is one of the better matches of the evening. Then we go to a stupid Moment of Bliss segment, however. And yes, John, we're going to talk about your girl. Yes, the awful, arrogant, little, somewhat little, blonde, bimbo, bitch, bully, Alexa Bliss. And who comes out with her but her little chihuahua sidekick, Nikki uh, Clown Shoes Cross. And the reason why I'm calling her Clown Shoes is simple, because all she is is wearing clown shoes on her feet week after week by becoming nothing more than Alexa's little sidekick helper, when she should be doing something else than not being Nikki, Alexa's sidekick. And what happens? Oh, yes, however... They uh, talk about what Bailey did earlier in the day, however, by attacking Fit Finley and Natalia, however, while Finley was trying to show Nikki, however, or Natalia, how to counter uh, Becky's move, however, the disarmor, in the ring hours before the show in a small video clip. And saying, of course, it was disrespectful, and that, however, she would knock down the man a few pegs when they wrestle later on, and that basically, however, she scolds the fans for condoning Becky's bad behavior. As I said before, and I'm going to say it again Alexa, please shut the hell up, you stupid blonde bimbo bitch ass cunt. Seriously. Shut up! You're boring, you're terrible, you're nothing. You're a fucking waste of space, what you are. Pardon my French. Because you are absolutely made of plexiglass, honey. You bend too easily. And basically, you think you're all that and then some, however, in the ring. You're really not. Arrogant, you're awful. You're an a-hole. Or not an a-hole. Let's just say, take out the a-hole. Let's just say you're an ass. And you have a little lapdog, Howard, that basically follows you everywhere you go, Howard. And that, of course, is none other than Nikki Clown Shoes cross, who should be going on her own rather than be at your beck and call every week by basically swapping coffee for you when you could get off your lazy ass and do it yourself, you stupid bimbo. Then we go to the tag team affair. And oh boy am I going to have a nice little rant about this. We have Mr. Clean himself, the bald-headed little boy that is none other than Scott Dawson and his sidekick, Dash Wilder, taking on the O.C. of the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, taking on a team who shouldn't even have been in this match in the first place. The joke, that is, none other than the jackasses themselves of Jimmy and Jay Uso. And what happened? You ask, oh, what happened? Oh, well, I'll tell you what happened. The Good Brothers, the O.C., end up winning... By defeating both the Usos and the Revival. And are back on top once again, holding the Raw Tag Team Titles. Now here's my grievance about that. Did we really, really, really need to see the Usos in this match? No, we did not. And why, you ask? Let's think about it. Okay. Let's go back to last Thursday night, early last Friday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning in Tampa, Florida, a few days after the Raw reunion show. And what happens? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Jimmy Uso got busted for going 80 miles per hour and drunk while intoxicated on a Florida highway. And what does WWE do? Oh, not a damn thing. They put him in a match. They don't suspend him. They don't find him, at least for right now. But yet, they have him, however, basically compete along with his brother a few days after getting busted for a DUI, however, because they think it's a good idea. And they, they think it's cool to do that. Yeah, great move, WWE. Great move. When there could have been someone else in that place, been competing. And who, do you ask, would have been in the place? of the Usos. But the guys who are in our next match, the guys who I think are continuing to get snubbed every chance they get, the very, let's just say, wreckable, let's just say, the very dangerous, the very very charismatic Viking Raiders of Eric and Ivar. And what happens this week, you ask? Oh, yes. Just a few weeks after taking on Hawkins and Ryder, the former Tag Team Champions, are back to once again taking on ham and egg jobbers and squash ham and egg jobbers and as a result just ask cole carter and johnny james or whatever the hell their names are this week how it felt when the viking experience basically was laid down on them and hammered right deep into their soul in the middle of the squared circle there in little rock last night But eric and Ivar showed no mercy so here's the thing about that As far as the Usos go, it's time for the Usos to step back and let a real team step in. And yes, I'm talking about the Vikings. So, as far as the Good Brothers go, as much as I love them, and I do love them, I am telling these guys a little bit ahead of time, along with the Revival, be very, very careful. Because right now, you guys could be in for a big experience that you might not be prepared for. And if you don't get prepared for it, however... You're going to be ending up getting hammered, the big in a big time way, and let's just say smashed up to pieces, like basically a heavy boulder coming down on your chest with a big time hammer, like full of fire and lightning, and striking it where it hurts the most because they are going to show no mercy on you or anyone for that matter. Speaking of tag teams, once again, who do we see in the back? Our oh yes. The Crime Time JTG, Shad Gaspard, Wannabes, Avantez Ford, and Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits. And I've already said my piece about the Street Profits, and I'm going to continue to say my piece about the Street Profits is that these guys are an absolute total joke. Joke is what they are. They think they're funny, they think they're so great, and that they are like a crime, t- the, the best team in the WWE right now. No, you're not. I already said who the best team in the company is right now. And you just heard me what I said about them. And that's the Viking Raiders. And I'll say it again and again and again until everyone gets the point. Because believe me, no one's going to believe me. You can believe me or you can't believe You may want to believe me. You may not want to believe me. But I'll tell you right now, before this year is out, you're going to hear me say it here and now. You can quote me on this tonight. You will see these guys at one point before this year is over hold some type of gold whether it's tag team, IC, US title, or something else but I'm telling you right now these guys are going to be your next raw tag team champions and it's going to happen in the next few months I'm telling you right now within the next few months you're going to see these guys capture the tag team gold at some point and when they do it's not going to be pretty it's not going to be pretty at all and you're going to be saying to me oh JD You were right the whole time about these guys. Maybe you you weren't right, Howard. Maybe you were right. But just think about it. These guys are scary good, and these guys are not here to play games. They're not here to make friends. They're here to hurt people, beat people up, and show, Howard, that they absolutely have two simple words that they live by. And those two words are this, no mercy. Then, we go to the women's match. And oh lord, am I going to have a nice little rant here. First off, my girl defeats Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross because Alexa, apparently that blonde-ass little bimbo bitch, faked any injury. But then, who comes in the ring but Alexa's little assistant, if you will? Yes, folks, I'm talking about her little chihuahua dog, if you will. The somewhat charismatic little cocky little clown shoes herself, that is, her little coffee girl, if you will, Nikki Cross, the Scottish uh, female psychopath, if you want to call her that, and what happens, oh yes, Becky ends up beating her too, but then, Alexa, however, somehow, jumps out of her chair, along with Nikki, and including the Queen of Hearts, Natalia, decide to put a 301 down on my girl, Good thinking, guys. Good thinking. That's the way you want to make a statement, Howard, by showing that you're all tough, Howard, by beating down my girl, Howard, and that you basically think you're all worthy of getting an opportunity against her title. Well, let me tell you this, Howard. As far as you, Alexa Bliss, honey, you plexiglass, blonde, little bimbo-ass bitch, you don't deserve shit, honey. You don't deserve absolutely squat. So... Step to the back of the line, honey. You've had your opportunities. It's time for you to go to the back, however, and stay there for a while. As far as Nikki Cross goes, at some point, hopefully, maybe sometime down the road, maybe we'll see a one-on-one match with these two, however, with maybe the title on, if, and I only stress this word, if, Becky leaves Toronto with the gold. But then we got, oh yes, Bret Hart's niece and the Anvil's daughter. The one who continues to basically say how oh, she's worthy of her opportunity, and she's going to teach Becky the meaning of respect. And that is the so-called Queen of Hearts, Bret Hart's niece, Natalia, and is now challenging Becky to a submission match in Canada. Hmm. Let me think about this for a minute. What has happened to the hearts in Canada over the years? Can someone fill me in, please? Ah! I remember now. Wasn't it Twenty two years ago, Natty, that your Uncle Brett got screwed over in freaking Montreal when Shawn Michaels beat him in front of the whole world at the Survivor Series. And now you think her you're gonna have a chance to beat my girl in a submission match and take her title away at SummerScam. Hmm. Well, I wish you good luck on that because I think you might have a chance. And I will say this, and I'm not being sarcastic by saying that, I will say you have a good chance of doing that, maybe. But guess what? In the end, however, it's not going to happen. Because Becky, the man, is going to show you once again, as well as everyone else in the entire WWE Raw roster for the time being, until someone else proves me wrong, that she is going to hold that gold until someone worthy of her challenges her. Whether it's Shayna Baszler, whether it's freaking Hans LeRae, hell, whether it's uh, freaking uh, maybe uh, possibly uh, Ember Moon. I will say this, however. Natty, I wish you good luck in your fight against Becky in this submission match and I hope you come ready to play at Summer Scam in Canada. And I hope, uh, you put up a good fight against Becky and I hope it is a good match. But at the end of the night, you're just going to be one thing and that's another victim. Because ask Ronda Rousey. Ask Queen Charlotte Flair how that felt at at WrestleMania. On the world's biggest stage. How that went down. Did they tap out? Oh yeah, they did. Where's Ronda now? Where's Charlotte now? Well, first off, we know where Charlotte is. But where's Ronda Rousey now? Oh, that's right. She's still at home, licking her wounds. Crying, I'm sure, about how she got screwed over at WrestleMania. Get over it. And like I said, Natty, you'll put up a good fight, I'm sure, and I think you and I think you will. And I'm going to tell and say this next week when I make my prediction: you will put up a good fight. I'm not saying you're not going to, but again, you're just going to fall victim to the man. And when it happens, however, you're going to cry, I'm sure. You're going to bitch and piss and moan like all these other girls, and say you deserve a rematch. And maybe you will get a rematch. Maybe you won't. But I will say this, you will probably be one of the better challengers that is face-backing quite some time. And that is including that no-good, little, lackluster, sassy, southern skank slut, that piece of human excrement who has been off TV for the last few weeks, because apparently they've decided to bury her again because they have nothing for better to do right now. And there's that little nasty herself, none other than lackluster Lacey Evans, which I'm glad they have not brought her back. Thankfully. But I do smell something coming up at SummerSlam with possibly maybe that lackluster little lethargic little piece of human next helping Natty maybe win the title against Becky, and then she'll challenge Natalia, and they'll find a way to bury Natty again, and then give it to Lacey. Which I hope to God that does not happen, but I have a funny feeling that might happen. You never know. Let's talk about the Simone Summ before I get into my biggest rant of the evening, folks. And that is Roman Reigns, and yes, his Samoan counterpart, Samoa Choate. Whatever you want to call him. As a result, Samoa Joe and Roman have a little bit of a debate, but that turns out to be all for naught, when all of a sudden, the Good Brothers, the new tag team James, the OC, and of course, Shane McMahon's little boyfriend. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the uh, Scottish psychopath, the Dragon Slayer himself, Drew McIntyre. All decided to take out Roman. You had a brawl. Yeah, we had a brawl going on. Yes, we did. But unfortunately, how Roman had backup in the form of his cousins and his also new good friend Cedric Alexander.
2: No, the power By game. On...
1: They got the brawl. The brawl. But... Oh, I thought you were talking. I you were talking about the. The, uh, fall no, the power game. We'll talk about that in a second. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we see possibly an eight-man tag, possibly, maybe, maybe this coming Monday in Pittsburgh with these guys. We'll have to wait and see. But I will say this. I think Roman and Joe are on a collision course yet again to fight one another at SummerScam. And especially after what happened towards the end of SmackDown tonight. Because Roman got hit, as we saw at the end of the show almost, literally. By something that fell upon him, we don't know who it was, but we think, I think we have a pretty good idea. I think we have a good idea who it was. Yes, folks, I'm talking about that little Samoan savage, if you will, Samoa Joe. Now to my biggest fan of the evening. Oh boy, am I going to have a nice little one about this. Let's talk about what happened with the architect burning it down against everyone's favorite little dickhead douchebag, Dolph clown Ziggler the disaster Ziggler I'm going to call him that and what does Dolph do when he comes out first off he decides to mimic and make fun of a two time hall of famer however yes folks the heartbreak kid I'm talking about none other than Shawn Michaels and after what happened on Smackdown last week however you thought this couldn't get any worse oh but it did Oh, but it did big time. As a result, As a result. Seth decides, ends up beating Stalthar by DQ. But how did he beat him by DQ, you ask? Oh, yes. Out of nowhere, here comes none other than everyone's favorite little bully boy, if you will, and MLD's favorite, bitch boy, Brock Lesnar. And his little penguin boy, that little pissant, Paul Heyman. And now I'm gonna go off on this a little bit here, and I'm gonna give everyone a little bit of a warning about this. But I'll be right back to finish this in a minute. Hold on.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, JD Stone is being brought to you tonight by. Okay, Curry. I'm. I'm.
1: I'm back. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hey, but, so let's talk about Heyman, Lester, and Rollins, and the whole thing that went down last night. Brock decides to take it upon himself how much of a bully he really is by literally beating the holy bejesus out of Seth Rollins, not once, not twice, but three straight times, by slamming him over and over again with F5s onto a chair and making Rollins bleat. Literally bleat. And if that's not all, he is he was being led out of the arena, however, mind you, however, mind you, out of the arena, who stops him stops the ambulance? Oh yeah. Once again, Mr. Steroid inducing the little bully boy himself, that little bitch himself, Brock Lesnar. And he decides to take it upon himself even more to like there's more damage to Rollins, however, by basically tipping over a stretcher, putting the boots to Rollins and then giving him F five onto a stretcher. Yeah, let's have Brock take his steroid juice to this week, however, and find a way to be nothing but a little bitch, however, by basically getting all the cheeses out of the architect, Seth Rollins, to the point where basically, however, he has cracked ribs and has internal bleeding. Great move, Vince. You racist, bigoted piece of shit. Now I'm going to really go off on a rant here. And I've already heard a little bit of the rant, but I'm going to continue the rant even more. First off, we know that this coming Monday, supposedly. That Seth has been advertised for the show in Pittsburgh. And at this point, his status for money is very much up in the air. But who's going to be here, you ask? Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite little penguin boy himself. That no good little piss hand, poor-ass excuse of a human being, Paul Heyman, and his little client, bitch boy, bastard, Brock Lesnar. That's right, I said bastard. Because you know what he is? He is a bastard for what he did last night. Did he have permission to do this, I'm sure? Through management? Probably not. Because Brock does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. And that gets to my... This is where I'm going to go with this. All right. We all know that in two weeks, they're going to be fighting Joe supposedly again at SummerScam. And that Brock will be putting that title on the line. Hopefully... Rollins will be close to 100%, but I doubt he will be nearly 100% going into this match. But what's going to happen, you ask? Hmm, what's going to happen? Oh, yes. All we have to do is go back to what happened, what was it, three or four years ago, when Brock took on John Cena. And we all know what happened that night in Los Angeles, don't we? We saw Brock literally suplex John Cena through the Staples Center, and could have suplexed them all the way out of the goddamn arena and into the Pacific Ocean, for that matter, that night. So now you're asking me, oh, what's going to happen here? Well, hopefully Seth has a good game plan, but I don't think he does. That is to say, unless he does, unless he does. Holler, unless he does. Hmm. Okay, sorry about that. I'll let it go to voicemail. It's not in point right now. Anyway, I heard something tonight that is very, very non-surprising. And I think everyone's not going to be surprised when I hear tell you what I heard. There's already been discussion so far that Brock is going to hold that title until next year. Going into WrestleMania. WrestleMania is eight months away, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe nine months away now. And you're telling me you want him to hold that title that long, especially with the Fox TV deal coming up in October as your champion. Well, Vince, you stupid racist, racist, bigoted piece of shit, I hope you're happy what your little boy Brock Lesnar did last night by injuring Seth Rollins. I hope you're happy that you had that no-good little pompous pissant penguin, Paul Heyman, Sick Brock Lesnar like a pit bull and literally beat the Jesus out of Seth Rollins to the point where he could barely even stand, let alone walk. So, Vince, here's the thing. All right, and i said this many times over, and I'm going to keep on saying it again. What do you have now up your sleeve going into Skim if Rollins can't go? Who do you have him go fight now if Rollins can't go? Who are you going to put him in the ring with? Braun Strowman? Bobby Lashley? No. And no. You're just going to let probably Brock Wisdom win by forfeit. And then he'll go back to his little horsewife, Sable, with his kids, and sit out until freaking early October when they debut on Fox. And then he shows up on the very first night live on Fox from Los Angeles how parading that Universal time around like a boom, boss like he did before when he won money in the bank. So I hope you're happy, Vince. I hope you're happy right now because you've dug yourself a hole even further now than you have ever dug before. So once again, Vince... You and WWE totally blew this one this week. I hope you're really happy. Because I know I'm not. And right now, like John, I like to go up to that office of yours in Stamford, Connecticut, kick in your damn door, and kick you so square in the nuts, how it will hurt that you'll have internal bleeding, be coughing up blood yourself. You old fogey bastard. Because right now, you're in big-time deep shit. And it's not going to get better. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. And when it does, you have only yourself to blame. So I hope you're happy with what you did tonight and last night. Because now, you better put on some good shows next week for the Go Hosts. Because if you don't, the fans are going to finally see what you've become all along, however. And that is a total fake ass fraud.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, un- unbelievable icebreaker here tonight, here coming from the icebreaker. here tonight. Uh, Thank you very much here, J.D. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, of course, as you just heard, of course, is back on here with us. Uh, Fonzie, did you have anything you wish to add about what happened last night on Raw? Uh,
2: mm, Not really. It was shit again, (laughs) like always. And even tonight is like shit.
0: Uh, well yeah okay okay thank you thank you very gentlemen thank you very much for giving your thoughts and opinions as to what happened last night on Monday night Raw let's give you the number one more time one 562 five six two zero four 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 caller ID one three eight zero five five pound this is episode number 704 of WWS revolution for uh, Tuesday July 30th 2019 of course mr. WWS Hinshaw. The Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight. Uh, um, let, me, let me see here. Uh, John did have a couple of things he wanted to add, of course, based on what J.D. was just talking about. He says, of course, Vince's father is turning over his grave as he's watching his son run, def, run, down, w, run WWE down to the ground. Vince, Shane, Kevin, Dunn, if you continue to do this crappy booking, the fans will have every right to call the police with your sorry butts and arrest you for nothing. They have Big Bubba, God rest his soul, and those prisoners attack you and leave you for dead. The WWE right now has destroyed themselves into the ground, of course, six feet under. They have taken a major, major, and John does mean major, fall from grace. Um, And, of course, John, of course, um, just, just so you know, and we, and John, we'll play that here before we close out for tonight. but the th- but the thing from the fish called Wanda, of course,
1: playing it. Actually, you know what, actually, uh, John, instead of that, how, why don't you tell everyone about what you said last night at the beginning of your post show? I think everyone wants to hear that clip instead, because I know you had quite a bit to say last night.
0: And of course, he was talking about the sound aiming towards Vincent Mann, Brock Lesnar. Which, of course, that's who they are. They are, of course, all three of them are a So... <clears throat> um, so. And um, while we wait to hear from that, let's also let you know, ladies and gentlemen, once again. And of course, JD's WCUS I started tonight was brought to you by Fredericks of Pittsburgh, where of course that were the Iceman shops to get his latest get his latest songs, <laughs> <laughs> and make sure they're not on too tight. <laughs> that is, of course, Fredericks of Pittsburgh. Okay, um, and of course, nobody found that funny. So I thought it was really so That's good. Uh, all right, that, that, thank you. Uh, let me see here uh, hmm, okay. let's see here uh, while we of course have a few, more, few minutes to go here uh, just to let you know of course our line for tomorrow night don't forget outside the ropes 141387 pound coming up here tomorrow night at 630 we we'll, of course bring in some news four 11 mania and also, of course, and, and also, of course, uh, will hear opinions on that as well. Uh, be sure to listen in on outside the rubs tomorrow night at 630, Of course, we're having talk Chew. Uh, call ID, as I said, 141 387 pound. Then, of course, uh, tomorrow night from 8 to 9, of course, don't forget Devastated US Wrestling Debate, uh, <clears throat> 139 925 pound. As the Madness Kingdom we will, of course, be coming on to bring you their take about what, what, what happened with uh, Raw, with SmackDown, how loud Ponzi's belches are, by the way. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: No, um, no, but uh, Raw, SmackDown, of course, SummerSlam coming up in AEW and everything else on the table. Of course, there'll be a dynamite program tomorrow night from 8 to 9 right here on Talk Shoot. And then, of course, we'll have episode 7. Of the time. From uh, nine to eleven, of course, our live video feed will be from ROHUS, Honor of the Ring, news and views, history and birthdays, all uh, thoughts and opinions on what happened tonight on SmackDown, and and so and so much more stuff here. So be sure to check it out. Of course, here coming up here tomorrow night from nine to 11, eleven, one three eight zero five five pounds for that, and and that too, by the way. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we were unable to uh, secure another live video feed from LWO Latino Dynasty uh, due to, a course of course, an internet glitch that I had just a few moments ago. So we we, we, we will reschedule a live video feed on, in LWOUS for a uh, later, sorry, later date. And uh, let me turn that down, bud. So uh, uh, thank you. Uh, but um, let me see here. While we've got a little bit of time here. Hmm, well, as uh, I'll do it again. I'll say, well, uh, how about. Uh, Uh, Let's see. Let me see if we can find an interesting. um, uh, There's got to be an. There's got to be an interesting one here. Uh,
2: How's JD Strong? This color is.
0: (laughs) It is very tight. It is very tight, by the way. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's um uh like I said uh Fonzie, John I uh, have a not a whole lot but I have a few uh rest and trivia questions if you all have to take part. Yeah,
2: that's fine.
0: JD, are you up for that? Ready to go. Okay. Okay. Uh uh John. Something went wrong. Please try again. No, you shut up. Okay, and John says he's up for that, too. I was talking to my smartphone. Sorry about that. I thought the Google Assistant popped on. Sorry about that. JD, this this first question is for you. Out of the following, you got five choices here. Out of these five choices, who, who inducted Stone Cold Steve Austin into the 2009 WWE Hall of Fame? Was it The Rock, Jim Ross, Mick Foley, Roddy Piper, or Chris Jericho?
1: I am going to say Jim Ross.
0: Okay, what did you say? Okay. Uh, uh, let me see. Wait a minute. Let me. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's not uh, the. Hold
1: on. Let's get my phone.
0: Okay, well we'll, well, we'll come back here because that, that 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 this is not a good one here. I'm just gonna have to look for something else here. So, sorry so about that. Um, uh, oh, what a beautiful feeling. Oh, what a beautiful day. <laughs> Taking the <laughs> <shame>. chance. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, that's not that's not a good one. Lord have mercy! You can never find a never find a good one here. Uh, uh, let's see uh. we should
2: uh, uh, we, we should ask when he wants to do the challenge
0: uh, Chad well like I said he said he's going he's taking he's taking time off from doing it right now so uh. mm-hmm. So that might be a while before. Um, however, I did actually hear that somebody else has, has jumped up to possibly uh, give you a challenge. Oh. That would be... That would, that would be... John!
2: Okay, with his titles.
0: Uh, course, I was afraid you were gonna ask me that question. I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, um, I'll have to. We'll have to plan that out, and I'll have to get you. Uh, I'll have to get. I'll have to get to. I'll have to get you. Uh, um, I'll have to get that for you because I'm not sure exactly. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Wait, ooh, I like this one. J.D., are you back? I
2: can't, I can't find my tongue
0: I can't find my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Okay,
1: sorry about
0: that. I'm back. he has dropped this song. <laughs>
1: okay. Now, anyway,
0: I found a, I found a much better one here, guys. How about a pro? And Fonzie, I don't know. I don't know if. Uh, uh, I apologize for for doing this in advance. I know you probably didn't watch wrestling this far back, but I found a quiz about wrestling from the 1980s. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, well, like I said, I mean, you can just guess. I mean, it's fun just to guess. You can guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was born. I was. I was born in '81. I didn't.
2: I wasn't on in the '80s.
0: But we, we talk about old wrestling all the time, Fonz. I mean, I know you. you yeah. Are bound know. To, but you're bound to probably hit heard a little something. So, so John, are you in? Are you in as well? I know you probably didn't watch it till a little bit later either, but would you mind giving it a shot? And John says he John's gonna try it. Okay, so, so there you go, Fonz. So don't feel bad. Just give No, it a no, shot. I'm not feeling bad. I just I
2: was I was born in '81 didn't when I first watched, it was like probably like three eighty-four.
0: So, okay, well, well, like I said, yeah. You, but you can always, you can always guess. All right, JD, here's yeah. the first. question. The first, listen carefully, her, JD. Here's the first question. is for you right here. At the, and these are and, and, and give me a chance to read. You got choices here, JD. Give me a chance to read the choices too. Okay. All right. At the first WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan teamed this star against Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Mr. Was it? See, JD, I just asked you to let me read the choices.
1: I pity the fool.
0: Well, I just pity the fart, okay? So,
1: <laughs>
0: well, now you see, you're, you see, don't spoil the fun, okay? Don't spoil it. You're right, it, 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 it was Mr. T. The other choices was, believe it or not, Clyde Drexler. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Muhammad Ali. So. Okay, F- Fonty, give this Fonzie, give this one a shot. let give it, just give it a try. That's all I got. That's all I ask. Give it a try. Which of the following four wrestlers was not managed? Was not managed by Jimmy Hart. Okay, which of the following four wrestlers was not managed by Jimmy Hart? Here are your choices. Jake the Snake Roberts, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, the Honky Tonk Man, or Greg the Hammer Valentine?
2: This is Jimmy
0: Nighthart, you said? No, no. Which Aggressor was not managed by Jimmy Hart? He was the one that always carried a megaphone to the ring with him.
2: Yeah, 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 I got you. Uh, I
0: yeah. got well, which, which, which of the phones was not managed by Jimmy Hart? Jake Roberts, Jim Neidhart, the honky Tonk man, or Greg Valentine? I don't see uh, Jake the snake. You want to say Jake the
2: snake? Or no, 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 I'm saying he did manage Jake the Snake or or Hockey Talk Man. Hmm.
0: There was one of these that he did not manage.
2: Yeah, I know that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot at this. Maybe I'm gonna get this wrong, maybe I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna go for the Jake the Snake Roberts.
0: And, sir, you are correct. It was in fact Jake Roberts, he was not managed by Jimmy Hart. Nice guess, Bob. Yeah. Huh? Nice yeah. guess. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Because I, I remembered
2: it. Because I remembered it. Because I, oh, okay. I think, yeah, because Jake the Snake always brought his snake out in the back. He never got, he never managed by Jimmy Hart. So, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right, John, here is your question. Who did Ric Flair face in a steel cage at Starcade in 1983? Was it Ricky Steamboat, Greg Valentine, Harley Race, or Roddy Piper? I'll repeat the question. Who did Ric Flair face in a steel cage at Starcade 1983? Was it Ricky Steamboat, Greg Valentine, Harley Race, or Roddy Piper? And John says Harley Race. And John is correct. It was, in fact, Harley Race. It was for the NWA World Heavyweight title. All right, J.D., is, ba- is, is back up with you here. i very careful. All right. Who did Scott Hall team up with during his run in the AWA? Let me read the choices, please. Kurt Henning, Shawn Michaels, Rick Martell, or Steve Regal?
1: Henney.
0: You're correct, sir. It was, in fact, Kurt Henning. All right, Fonzie, listen to this very carefully. Which two wrestlers was known as the tag team, the Powers of Pain? Which of the following two wrestlers were known as the Powers of Pain? Was it Hawk and Animal, Axe and Smash? Art Anderson and Tully Blanchard, or the Warlord and the Barbarian?
2: Oh, how can anyone wear the Legion of Doom Road Raiders? One point. I'm gonna go with the number two guess.
0: You gonna say axe and smash? Yeah. The powers of pain were known as the was React was the t- tandem of the warlord and the barbarian. They were matched by Mr. Fuji. A good guess. Axe and Smash were demolition by the way. By yeah, because uh, it was not Hawk and
2: Animal. They were row raiders in Leisure to Doom. That's why. I, like Then after that, you said the second one. I was going to pick the last one. I thought it would be the last one where Mr. Fuji, I was thinking
0: of that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, although Mr. Fuji oh, well. did, did, did manage Demolition for a time, too, so... Uh, as a matter of fact, he turned, he turned on demolition to, to manage the powers of pain. Believe it or not, so. And by the way, Arn Anderson and Telly Blanchard were known as the brain busters. So. John, <clears throat> next question is, the first Royal Rumble event took place in 1988. Who won the inaugural match? Was it Hillbilly Jim, Hulk Hogan, Axel Jim Duggan, or the Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh yeah. Bite on the here, boy. And John John is going, Oh, he's going Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And John is correct. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was the winner of the very first Royal Rumble in nineteen eighty eight. There you go. All right, J D, here's your here's your next run. What was Barry Wyndham's name during his brief run with the WWF in nineteen eighty nine? Was it the Widowmaker, Nails, the Lethal Stud, or the Enforcer? Widowmaker. Yeah, was it was
1: very briefly worked for the WBF in
0: 1989 as so a widowmaker. It his family's involvement with a Hmm, okay. Okay, Pausing. I would, uh, listen to this very, very carefully. And like I said, we I was having fun. Just take a guess. After leaving,
2: okay.
0: well, we have to wait till get that turn that sound a bit.
2: Um, oh no, no, I was okay. praying the air freshener. I'm question.
0: After leaving the WWF in 1989, Butch Reed worked under this name. Or Jim Crockett Promotions was it Big Butcher Reed, Hacksaw Butcher Reed, Ultimate Butcher Reed, or Doom Master?
2: The Doom Master.
0: You're saying your answer is the Doom Master? Yeah. As a good guess, he was. In actuality, he was known as Hacksaw Butcher Reed. But he was part of a tag team called Doom. So you are, so 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 I can understand why I can understand why you were, why uh why you said that. JD, this next question is for you. Listen very carefully to this and the choices. This wrestler was known as the World's Strongest Man. Was it Dino Bravo, Ultimate Warrior, Carrie Von Eric? or Fonzie. No, I'm just to or the Honky Tonk Man.
1: <laughs> One more time. Repeat that. This.
0: this wrestler was known as the world's strongest man. Dino Bravo, Ultimate Warrior, Kerry
1: Von Erich, or the Honky Tonk Man. Dino Bravo.
0: And yep, Dino Bravo was known as the world's strongest man. All right. <sighs>
1: Yeah, Fonzie. Uh, Courtney just called me and told me that, uh, that that five people got ejected in the brawl. Yeah,
0: okay. no. Okay. Uh, Fonzie listen. Fonzie, listen to this uh, very carefully here. Oh uh, shit! That just sparked it. Uh, okay. <sighs> uh, uh, Fonzie, listen very carefully. After winning the King of the Ring from Jim Duggan, Macho Man was given this gift from the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. What did he give him? Did he give him a scepter, some gold sunglasses, the million dollar belt, or a gold ring? Hmm. I remember this.
2: Uh, I'm. Oh, Ed Divyasi never get rid of his belt.
1: Oh, he always we, had we, it
2: all the time.
1: We we do have some news here. I'll let you I'll let you answer this first, Ponzi, and then I have some breaking trade news you guys are gonna hear.
0: Okay. All right, Ponzi. Uh, let's, let's see what let's see what your answer is.
2: Uh, like I said. That Davy Yossi never gives his belt away. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's between probably the sunglasses or the ring. Mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say the sunglasses.
0: He likes to go sunglasses, okay? The answer was a was the he gave him a scepter? A scepter? Because like because uh, Macho Man became Macho King, and he said Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and and uh, JD, before you bring that, let, let me get John's answer to this, and then you can bring your news up here. Uh, John, here is your, your question here. Who managed Jesse when he joined WWF in 1989? Oh Lord, was it Sapphire, Sensational Sherry, Bobby Heenan, or Jimmy Carter? That was a great pouch. John, John thinks it was Sensational Sherry. John. No, Dusty Road, if you will, was matched by Sweet Sapphire. Processional Sherry was mad by that Macho King. I got rid of Macho King at WrestleMania 6. All right, Jay, before we go to your question here, let's go ahead and see what your news is, please.
1: The first trade of the Major League uh, deadline began tonight. The Cleveland Indians have traded Trevor Bauer to the Cincinnati Reds and will get outfielders Yasuel Puig and Fran Miel Reyes as part of a three-team deal that will include the San Diego Padres. The Indians will also receive left-hander Logan Al as part of the trade and outfielder prospect Taylor Trammell, who will head to San Diego. Puig, of course, was involved, one of eight people ejected in the brawl tonight, however, mind you, Howard, and found out about the trade just about 20 minutes ago, Howard. So he is on his way to Cleveland, however, like I said, Howard, like I said, Howard, like I said, Howard, like I said, along with Trevor Bauer, Howard, to the Reds, Howard, and Puig is on his way, of course, however, like I said, said, Howard, will be heading to uh, Cleveland. As well, it says, Indians had Bowers to the Reds and also get Puig. So the Indians trying to make some noise here have gotten two big players already.
0: All right, thank you, thank you very much for bringing it to our attention, JD. Appreciate that. Next question is for you, JD, right here. Uh, listen very carefully. JD, WrestleMania three was held at this stadium in 1987. Was it the Skydome, the Astrodome, Giant Stadium, or the Silverdome? Silverdome. And you're correct, sir. It was at Silver Dome. Of course, it was headlined by Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Fonzie, listen very carefully to this. The Ultimate Warrior won which title at SummerSlam in 1988? Was it the WWF title, the tag team title? He didn't win a title, or the Intercontinental title?
2: Uh-huh.
0: huh Nice. It was fake. Mm
2: -hmm. That was it. (laughs) I'm going to say the WWE title.
0: Okay. okay. Good guess. It was actually the Intercontinental title. And Mm -hmm. believe it or not, it was It was in 27 seconds. The match was supposed to be the Honky Tonk Man versus Brutus Beefcake. But Brutus Beefcake was injured prior to SummerSlam 88. So Ultimate Warrior came up as a surprise. And then before Honky Tonk Man was able to take off his gear, he beat the Honky Tonk Man and won the Intercontinental title in 27 seconds. At SummerSlam. It was Ultimate Warrior's first title. Yeah, believe it or not. All right, Uh, John, listen very carefully to this question. The British Bulldogs were accompanied to the ring by a dog named Bobby, Spot, Matilda, or Sparky. And John says it was Matilda. And John is correct. It was, in fact, Matilda, the Bulldog, who accompanied the the Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith to the ring. And I'm sure that they're they're doing it up in heaven right now. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, JD, here's your next question right here. The skyscrapers consisted of which wrestlers that were managed by Teddy Long? Was it Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, Hawk and Animal, or Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas?
1: Vicious and Danny Spivey.
0: And you are correct, sir. Believe it or not, they they actually beside each of these answers, they got like these votes here as to as how many people are, what percentage of people are saying each answer. Yeah. Of course Sid Vicious and Dan it was correct. Forty seven percent said that.
1: Believe it or not, and thirty six percent some people thought
0: it was talking animal. No, 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 <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. And then probably like fifteen percent or ten percent said uh Johnny Ace and uh Shane yeah. Douglas. Yeah. dynamic dudes
0: right there you go uh fonzie here is your question right here akeem and the big boss man were known as the twin towers who managed them during their time in the wwf was it jimmy hart slick bobby heenan or Frenchie martin Jimmy Hart. I'm Jimmy Fark? What? Jimmy Hart. That's a good answer. It was actually Slick. Uh, managed both of them. Ninety-one huh. percent overwhelmingly says Slick. So, uh, John, this Halloween-inspired event began running in 1989. What was it called? Halloween Haunt, Survivor Series, Halloween Havoc, or Thrill Fest? <laughs> I like Thrill Fest. That was, that was cool. And John says Halloween Havoc. And yeah, yeah, it was Halloween Havoc. Eighty percent overwhelmingly said Halloween Havoc. Okay. J D. Listen very carefully. Hulk Hogan lost to which of the following wrestlers during the 1980s? The Ultimate Warrior, The Genius, Mr. Perfect, or The Honky Tonk Man? JD. JD.
1: Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? Sorry.
0: Hulk Hogan. Out of the following four wrestlers, Hulk Hogan lost to one of these four during the 1980s, which one was it? Was it the Ultimate Warrior, the Genius, Mister Perfect, or the Honky Tonk Man?
1: The Honky Tonk Man.
0: Okay. No, believe it or not, it was the Genius. The Genius, yeah. You know, I mean, depending be we count-out on an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, which I think that was was not the episode where Mister Perfect destroyed the belt. Yeah. The one, rather the one where Mr. Perfect took a hammer and he destroyed the WWF title belt. Okay. All right, Fonzie, listen to this very carefully. What was the name of the holding company that operated the World Wrestling Federation? Was it Titan Sports Inc., World Wrestling Inc., Coliseum Video, or Wrestlers Incorporated?
2: Wrestlers Incorporated.
0: Okay. That's a good answer. The answer was Titan Sports, Inc. Oh, and they operate And they operated until 1998. This man actually owned Titan Sports as well. John, listen very carefully to this. Which talk show host was sprayed with a fire extinguisher during an in-ring edition of the Piper's Pit at WrestleMania 5. Was it Robert Downey Jr., Phil Donahue, Morton Downey Jr., or Sally Jesse Raphael? <laughs> John What's said it weapon was. First off, John said brother love. That, that would have been funny. But John's actually said Morton Downey Jr., and he asked who it was. He sprayed Morton Downey Jr. In with a fire extinguisher during the segment the Piper's Pit at WrestleMania five. All right, we're just a few more to go here, guys. Listen very carefully. JD, WrestleMania two was hosted in how many cities? One, two, three, or four? I'm back. And there he is. Okay. And you were, and I was. I just asked you this question. I'll ask it again. Wrestlemania 2 was hosted in how many cities? One, two, three. three, or four? You said three. It was from three cities, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Fonzie, listened very carefully. In 1987, which pay-per-view was held for the first time? Was it SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, or Starrcade? What was the question again? In 1987, which pay per view was held for the first time? Was it SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, or Starcade? Hmm. First pay per view.
2: 1987. So, what month, though? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I know that's, yeah, that that's the tricky part. Yeah, no. Yeah.
2: When the Royal Rumble first started? What year? I can't
0: remember. I think, I think we said that might have been a year
2: That's Royal Rumble been there for a while, hasn't it?
0: Well, I mean, just.
2: No, because I'm I'm thinking when the first Royal Rumble was, what year? Because I remember the Survivor Series was a little later. Because that was the first time The Undertaker and Kane fought the. Uh, was Unforgiven or Survivor Series? I'm trying to think. The Inferno match. Hmm. I'm going to go with Starcade.
0: I'm going to go with Star okay. Well, believe it or not, it was Survivor series. In November uh, 19, 19, November November nineteen eighty seven. SummerSlam uh,
2: Okay, then Royal Rumble.
0: Royal Rumble started in eighty eight. That's why I said a year later. Yeah. Okay. 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 And, and Summerslam, I do believe, also started a year later that same year. Starcade started much was, was started much sooner than the rest of the Starcade started in I believe '83. So, so that uh, was a okay. lot.
2: So uh, Yeah. I should have no, picked yeah. buckets. I knew it was I knew
0: it was Survivor Series. I couldn't think of it. Ah. Okay. Uh, okay. Just, just, just about, this about done here, guys. Uh, <clears throat> John, this is this will be your last question here. The last two will be last one, the next last will be JD's, and finally you'll have the last question. John, here is your question here. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were known as this team in the WWF. Was it the Thrill Seekers, the Brainbusters, the Destroyers, or Money Eaters? John says it was the brain busters, and John is correct, it was the brain busters. They were managed by Bobby Hume. All right, JD, this is your last question. JD, this wrestler had an outfit with fire designs all over it. Was it Bam Bam Bigelow, Hercules, the Brooklyn Brawler, or the Junkyard Dog? Bam Bam. It was, yeah, it was Bam Bam. It was no also had him on his head too, I believe. I'm not saying Yep. And, and and fonzie this is yours right here listen to this one very very carefully coco beware came to the ring with a bird named what jimmy lucy frankie or henry
2: (laughs) came down with a bird
0: yeah he came to the ring he carried a bird with him to the ring It's like, it's like Matilda came down with the Bulldogs and of course Jake Roberts had the snake. Coco Beware came down there with a bird. He was known as the bird man. But what was the bird's name? Jimmy, Lucy, Frankie, or Henry? Huh? Henry. Now, you 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 saying you saying it was, you're saying it was Henry? Mm-hmm. It was, believe it or not, Frankie. Oh,
2: Frankie. What do you name a
0: fucking bird, Frankie? That was WWF for you. Uh, That was WWF for you right there, right off the bat here, guys. Okay. And John says that is for him. and And John says he would like to do some more trivia tomorrow. Well, John, we may do that tomorrow. I'll see. Uh, And John's already left for the evening, so we thank you very much for coming. J.D. and
1: Fonzie, anything you wish to add before we close up the shot? Nope. Well, the trade trade deadline's tomorrow. We'll find out who's staying, who's going. We'll definitely have more to talk about SmackDown in Memphis. What was a, well, let's just say, I wouldn't say moronic. Well, I'd say moronic, but also a little bit of a mess. In Memphis tonight, however. And with Listen, mm-hmm. we can have to go to SummerSlam. I mean, we say it all the time, and we're going to keep on saying it until we're blue in the face. Especially with SummerSlam just around the corner. And the way TV was this week, they better get their shit together next week. Because I'll tell you right now, if they don't, they're in big trouble going into Toronto. Big trouble. Oh, they're
2: already yeah. sold out to SummerSlam, JD.
1: Yeah, but TakeOver, I mean, but TakeOver, they better sell Take TakeOver over sold out, too. TakeOver oh, sold out, too. You know why? You know why? Because they're going to put Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim as your women's mm-hmm. match. No Kansas LeRae. No freaking uh, Io Shirai. Forget mm-hmm. that. That's gone. And you know why they sold mm-hmm. out because of Toronto? Because of two matches. The Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits, which should be good. And that two and that the best of three match with Cole and Gargano, and that's going to yeah, be yeah. one hell of a match. Those two have had great yep. chemistry this year, and they're going to steal the show again.
0: Right. Well, believe it or not, guys, there's a couple. I, saw, I noticed a couple things uh, over the wrestling rumor mill, if you if you will. There, of course, uh, that that might kind of surprise you as far as SummerSlam goes. Now, these are rumors. They're not true, okay, that okay. J.D. has put it, but they are rumors about a couple things that may happen at SummerSlam, what they may have planned for SummerSlam. Number one, uh, which uh, which is kind of interesting, they say that it looks like more likely that, that they may put the WWE title on Randy Orton at SummerSlam. And number two, Ronda Rousey is is more likely to be making her return, and she's going to attack Becky Lynch.
1: Oh, here we go. There's some watching the ball right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. He took a swing. He took a swing. He's definitely going to be suspended. There's no doubt about it. Sorry about that. Yeah, and you you know why they're doing Becky and Ronda again? You know why they're doing Becky and Ronda again? Because of the Fox deal. Well, of course it is.
0: I mean, we're talking about at some point that Rhonda was going to be making her return, and they're saying that she's put, that they're saying that more likely it may happen to Summer Sam, and this time they that they may have her going after Becky Lynch. So, so it won't surprise. Well, the, me way one I, the, bit. Way,
1: the way I see it, the way they're going to do it's going to probably be Rhonda, Shayna Baszler, if they bring her up, maybe her two friends against the four horsewomen of NXT like Becky Sasha, if Sasha does return Becky Bailey Charlotte and that I mean we talked about it before. It could happen in November at Survivor Series. It could happen. Well,
0: like I said, they've been told it for years and every time every time it's been planned, they back off them.
1: This time yeah. they're gonna if, they, if they're gonna go ball steep into it, and I stress the word ball steep, they gotta get Sasha back. Sasha's gotta quit pouting. She's been in home for three months, it's time to come back.
0: Yeah, well I mean it, it, well. I, I agree with that, and hopefully, like I said, they do something because if they don't, uh, what, what? Shame on them, as you say, there indeed. So we'll have to yep. be, be watching on that very carefully. On that note, here, folks, we do thank you very much
1: for listening. And to I'm tonight. gonna get rolling on that note myself. I will talk to you guys tomorrow night.
0: All right, thank you very much, JD. Have a good evening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to Thank you very much for listening to tonight's episode 704 of WWS Revolution here tonight. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzi here tonight. And to anyone who made any attempt possible to get on our live video feed from LWS tonight, I do humbly apologize for the internet situation that, that knocked our live video feed off. We will, of course, work on trying to get, uh, <clears throat> we will work on, we will definitely work on Getting our live live video feed back up on at LWWS here very very soon, and we may be it may be as soon as possible next week. But we'll definitely be bringing that here back here to you here coming up here very very soon. And like we said, don't forget tomorrow night across outside the roads one four one three eight seven pound. <clears throat> this uh, tomorrow night at six thirty. Rest in the at eight o'clock one three nine nine two five pound. and Revolution one three eight zero five five pound tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Our live video feed will be from ROHUS, honor of the Ring news and views, history and birthdays, and our thoughts and opinions about what took place tonight on Smackdown. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Perpetual Uniquity, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Uh, over 250 items, of course, still for, still for sale there, listed there indeed. Everything from, of course, men's, women's, and children's clothing, the kiss and other pieces of rock and roll memorabilia, classic Hot Wheels cars, uh, books, and other knickknacks. Also, of course, video games for the PlayStation 3, and 4, Xbox 360, and also, and also PSP. And also, ladies and gentlemen, while they still lasted, of course, we have DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs of your favorite wrestling events, TV series, as well as action, action-adventure, science fiction, uh animated or children's um <clears throat> comedy drama and horror um, movies of course be sure to check all those titles out here as well uh internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual that is perpetual uniquely and also do not forget ladies and gentlemen bulldog dvd sales and variety facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash bulldog dvd sales variety where of course we are our listing dvds on each and every day and of course, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget our big time special going on right now. Whereas, like I said, any all DVD, all DVD and Blu-ray titles listed on the page right now, even as we speak, between now and the end of the year, will be worth one or worth one dollar a piece. All DVDs are in excellent condition. All checked out by yours truly, Mr. WWS Chad Inshaw. Of course, if, if the DVDs were not in good shape, ladies and gentlemen, they would not be posted on the page. But if you care to. If you care to, of course, uh, uh, if you'd like to have uh, pictures of the condition of the DVDs and cases and everything, please feel free to contact me, and I'll be more than happy to send you send you pictures to show you that, of course, everything is in proper working order. But again, ladies and gentlemen, one dollar for every one dollar yes. is the price going for every single title listed on that page here. Be sure to check it out here today. Remember, at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, we take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check it out here today. For the Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, and the Heartbreak Kid, this is Mr. WS. Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on here tomorrow night with our Triple Threat Wednesday here. And, of course, more talk as, as we continue to go down the road here towards SummerSlam. And, of course, it will be a very interesting day here. And as J.D. said before he he left the line, WWE WWE better get their act together here soon with the SummerSlam coming up around the corner. Because if they don't, they're almost going to be dead in the water. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Revolution Episode 704 is a broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always here in the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And, of course, since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, this is the WCWS radio network. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk about you tomorrow night. Take care.